On today's show, did you stop paying attention to the Mavericks after their loss in the playoffs to the Warriors? Do you need a refresh on everything the Mavs did in the offseason? And what's the big gamble that the Dallas Mavericks front office is making going into this year? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich and this is Locked On Mavericks. NBA champion. He hits I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow this show is to comment anything below. Let us know which key addition for the Mavericks are you most looking forward to seeing. Christian Wood, JaVale McGee, Jaden Hardy, Tim Hardaway Jr., the free agent acquisition. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com slash promo code locked on. Today, Isaac's still on vacation. We are getting into a full on Mavs preseason, Mavs season preview. Let's say that you stop paying attention to the Mavericks at the end of the playoff run, which our numbers indicate on Lockdown Mavs, many of you did, and you're back today. The Mavs play Wednesday night, playing against the Phoenix Suns, season opener, and you're just pumped for this Dallas Mavericks team. But you look at it and you go, this is not the same Dallas Mavericks team. It's a little different, a little different, a couple changes. And I'm going to talk about all those changes. We're going to talk about Luka Doncic, what's different with him, what happened with him from the end of the playoff run to now. Brunson is not on this team anymore. What are the Mavericks doing to replace him? Dinwiddie's emergence. We'll talk about the current rotation with key additions. Christian Wood, JaVale McGee, Jaden Hardy, Facundo Campazzo. Talk about Tim Hardaway Jr.'s return to the lineup, what that means. The Josh Green hype train? What is that? Then the two-way players the Mavericks added. And just overall, the big gamble the Mavericks are making on this roster. And let's start with let's start with Luka Doncic. Because at the end of the playoff run, the Mavericks go to the Western Conference Finals, an incredible run. Just love being able to go to all those Dallas Mavericks games, as I'm sure you did, or watched, or at least watched them. Got so much just like <laughs> serotonin off that whole run because of how fun it was, how good that team's chemistry was, how great it felt to win that uh, game seven against the Phoenix Suns in that fashion. Luka Doncic in the playoffs, 32 points a game, just about 10 rebounds, about six assists a game, and just an incredible run. He's right now, going into the season, the favorite to be MVP this year. This is the third year in a row he's the favorite, the betting favorite at least, going into the season. A bunch of people are picking him. I think a lot of national people aren't picking him, though, because they're pretty low on the Dallas Mavericks as far as one of the best teams in the NBA. So what did Luka do? So Luka, at the end of that playoff run, the run ended on May 26th, which is the last game against the Warriors. And in August and September, he went and played for Slovenia for the World Qualifiers and Eurobasket. World Qualifiers were the end of August. There was some training before that. And then Eurobasket, he played in Eurobasket and played a bunch of games for them, a couple back-to-backs and stuff like that. Like, he was actually really playing. It was like a real schedule that they were playing basketball. And that ended September 14th. And then Mavs training camp started September 26th. So Luca had, you know, June and July kind of off. And then he started back with Slovenia. So he's had this like long extended training camp from the end of August all the way through September, now October with the Mavericks. And 
He looks about to be in the same shape, at least to me, in person, on TV, watching some of the clips and stuff. He looks to be in the same shape he was at the end of the playoff run. But it is kind of hard to tell because the Mavericks played their preseason games against the Jazz, who are terrible, the Thunder, who were not good and not playing all their guys, and the Orlando Magic, who are terrible. And so it's kind of hard. He was out there. He only played two of those games. He was messing around a lot. But in the Slovenia games, he looked to be in about the same shape that he was, or at least try, or at least almost getting to that point. Uh, the other thing about Luca that you need to know about the offseason is there's there's rumors and there's a little bit of evidence that he added a hook shot to his game. Luca with a hook shot. What is that? What would that look like? He did it a couple times with Slovenia in, in the European uh, like world qualifiers and then in Eurobasket. And so we saw it a couple times. It's like this running hook. It's not necessarily, I guess it's sort of Kareem's sky hook, but it's, it's a little bit more on the move. Um, so we'll see if he pulls that out. But that's that's the one big move that he seemed to have added to his game. He's just as good still at all the other stuff. He looked really crisp in preseason. No worries about Luka Doncic. He continues to be the straw that stirs the drink for the Dallas Mavericks, their MVP candidate. And he's gonna he's gonna the rise and fall of this team depends on him and his health this season. Brunson was a big loss over the offseason. He decided to sign with his daddy and the Knicks. It's a long, dumb, poorly reported process that just lasted so long. If you had, you know, Mark Stein and Woj and Shams and even like Chris um uh Chris Haynes as on like on Twitter notifications like I do, you just got and Tim McMahon even, if you got have all those guys on Twitter notifications, you probably got I don't know, like a hundred, like a hundred different reports over the offseason about Brunson leaning towards the Knicks. Brunson signs with the Knicks. Brunson, you know, talking about this. Now, Brunson having a meeting with the Mavs. Brunson not having a meeting with the Mavs. Like, there's just so much stuff. Jalen Brunson himself even admitted that it was it was terrible the way that it all went down. Uh, I think largely because of the way that he, like, his camp kind of carried it. Maybe that's his debt. Maybe that's his fault or not. But he's with the Knicks now. We've moved on. Spencer Dinwiddie now starts in his place. He's going to start the game. He's also going to run the second unit, according to Jason Kidd. So he's going to be the guy that plays next to Luka, is a secondary ball handler next to Luka, which they finally established and played a lot last year, which really worked. And then he's also going to run a second unit. So he's, you know, he'll come off when Luka stays on in the first quarter, and then he'll come back in to start the second quarter when Luka is out. And he'll run that second unit with Tim Hardaway, with Christian Wood, with Josh Green. Like he'll run in Maxi, he'll run that, that unit. Uh, so they will always have at least one of those two guys on the court at all times, according to the Mavs coaching staff. They need to. They have to have one of those guys. And so that's how they're going to replace Jalen Brunson, at least his playmaking. Dinwiddie's going to have a much bigger role. He goes from third in the pecking order last year to second in the pecking order. He's got the ball in his hands. He's going to be the one making it work. Um, They also still need a third ball handler because Dinwiddie was a luxury last year at the end of the season. For him to be the third ball handler, his size and his ability, they could play him with Luka, with Jalen Brunson. Like That was just a luxury they are not going to have this year. And so the third ball handler has been a big topic of conversation. The front office and the coaching staff seem to think that a combination of Frank Nilekina and Josh Green and maybe Jaden Hardy and even Tyler Dorsey's name was mentioned at times and that, that they were going to be enough. And then they go and sign Facundo Campazzo. They signed him uh, on Tuesday. That's official now. He's officially on the roster. So he missed all of training camp and the regular season, but he's the third ball handler, the third guard now, or the third point guard on this roster. Talk about him in, in rotation in a little bit, but that seems to be the answer. 
as far as the loss of Jalen Brunson, how are the Mavericks replacing him? They're replacing him with Dinwiddie getting more minutes. They're replacing him with Luka and Dinwiddie always playing together, you know, always playing at least one of those guys at all times on the court. And then Tim Hardaway Jr.'s return. That That's going to be a big uh, addition for the Mavericks. I'll talk about that in the third segment. But him coming back also helps alleviate some of that scoring that Jalen Brunson is, is leaving with. So that's how they're going to replace Jalen Brunson. Uh, coming up, the rotation. What's the rotation look like? I think we have a really good idea of what this Mavericks rotation looks like, at least entering the season. Jason Kidd will change it, but what's it look like right now? We'll talk about that and more coming up. Before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is an app that you can go check out right now, and it's not—it's not this fantasy sport where you have to play against these different professionals and these guys that all they spend all their time on is just trying to figure out which lineup works the best for them. It works out for you. All it is is you versus the odds, you versus the odds makers. It's—they set up different kinds of. Uh, they set up different kinds of, of odds that you can pick. And let's say it's Luka Doncic, 25 and a half points. You can pick the over on that. You can combine that with a bunch of other things. You can combine it with NFL different stats. You can combine it with NBA different stats and just combine all of it. And then it'll give you exactly what you'll win if you win. You put in 20 bucks, maybe you win 40 bucks, 100 bucks. It depends on what kind of combination you put together. That's the fun part about Prize Picks. So go check it out. It's Prize Pick. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. Sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match. Up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. So enter the promo code locked on when you sign up. It's prizepicks.com. All right, Isaac. <laughs> Let's talk about this Dallas Mavericks rotation because now, through training camp, through preseason, through even summer league, we got little hints, just little drops like here or there about what the Mavericks rotation looks like. And we know it now. The starting lineup for the Dallas Mavericks against the Phoenix Suns will be Luka Doncic, Spencer Dinwiddie, Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, and JaVale McGee. Now, Christian Wood was a huge addition. Huge addition. He's going to score a ton. He scored a ton in preseason. And so some may be, you know, you may be asking, why is Christian Wood not starting on this team? Isn't he like their second best player? There's a good argument you can make he's the second best player. But he's not starting for a couple reasons. One. And this is the biggest one. Honestly, honestly, this is the biggest one. The biggest reason why Christian Wood is not starting over JaVale McGee, the Mavericks promised JaVale McGee that he will start. At media day, JaVale McGee told us, sat down right across from us, and we said, why the Mavericks? You can go watch our interviews on YouTube. We did a bunch of of in-person player interviews at media day. JaVale was one of them. He sits down in front of us, and we say, why why Dallas? Why the Mavericks? Why are you coming back? Because he's played for the Mavericks before. And he said, you know, starting is really important to me. That's the first thing he said. Not culture, not Jason Kidd reuniting with him, not coming back because he loved the city, not Luka Doncic. Starting is really important to him. At this point in his career, he wants to prove he can be a starting center in the NBA. That's why he's starting. That's why. The other, re- the second reason, and honestly, less facetiously, is important as well. Christian Wood's defense. We'll talk about him and like the... the addition that he is and what his path is for the Mavericks this year. But his defense and rim production is just not as good as what JaVale McGee can bring, his rebounding. And Christian Woods scoring off the bench is going to be more important than what he would bring to a starting lineup to start the game, right? Like his role is going to be different. He'll play 30 minutes. JaVale will play like 20, you know, 18 to 20 minutes, I would guess. Maybe maybe a little bit more than that. And uh, so it'll all work. It'll all shake out well. But the first like six minutes of the game, JaVale McGee will start. 
So that's the starting lineup. Luka, Dinwiddie, Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, and JaVale McGee. Coming off the bench, these guys are in the rotation. Solidly in the rotation. will play pretty much every night. Christian Wood, the aforementioned Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleba, Josh Green, and probably Frank Nilakino. I guess he I guess maybe he's a little bit more outside, but he will play. Pretty much every night, I think. He's hurt right now. Uh, we'll talk about the health in just a little bit, but he's hurt right now, so he will not play against the Suns, but he will play in the regular rotation. Just outside of the rotation, Jaden Hardy, the Mavericks rookie. Jason Kidd confirmed that he's just outside the rotation right now, even though he got a start in the preseason. Josh Green got a start in the preseason too, but he's in the rotation. He's just not starting. Dwight Powell, out of the rotation right now. Wild. When's the last time a Dallas Mavericks team had Dwight Powell out of the rotation? That has not happened in a little while. So the, the Mavs, pari- Mavs fans, some Mavs fans, pariah, I guess, has been Dwight Powell for a long time. He has averaged, let's see, he's at least flirted with starting since 2017. <laughs> he's played 20, 20, <laughs> 21 minutes a game since 2017. It's been a long time with Dwight Powell. Now, he's still on the roster. He's still got some kind of role. He's just right out of the rotation. I think between JaVale McGee, Christian Wood, and Maxi, that's enough center minutes that Dwight won't play a lot. We saw him play some time in the preseason in the second half, in fourth quarters, in moments that didn't really matter. When the Mavericks played their real rotation against the Jazz, Dwight Powell was not in it. So he's right outside of it. And then uh, Facundo Campazzo, he gets added to the team. I think he's just outside the rotation. They're going to use him sparingly. They're going to use him in different minutes, but... He's not going to be in every single day. Like, he's not an every down back, right, if you're talking about running backs in the NFL. He's like a, a guy that you bring in for, like, special different plays or if somebody's out or he's a, re- he's a replacement right now. I think that's where he is. That's the one we don't fully know what they think of him, but they waited until now. They could have got him. It's, it's not like he was not out there. They could have gotten him earlier in the, the offseason, but they didn't. They waited and waited and see who was available, and then they went with Compasso, so... It's not like they have this huge role plan for him where you're like, all right, yeah, he's playing 15 minutes a night for sure for us. Like, I don't think they have that. Then guys like end of the bench that are like not even close to the rotation, Theo Pinson and Davis Bertans, which is wild because Davis Bertans played all 18 games in the playoffs and played like 10 minutes a game in the playoffs. Now, a lot of that was like garbage time, but he played a role. Like he played a role on the Mavericks in the playoff run, played all 18 games in the playoffs. And now he's out of the rotation. So, that's a good sign of what the Mavericks improvement is. And here's the big gamble. Here's the big gamble that the Mavericks are making this year. They're betting that the loss of Jalen Brunson will be offset by Dinwiddie with a bigger role and the return of Tim Hardaway Jr. They're betting that. And the, the, they're betting that that's just going to be a wash across the board. That Okay, we lose Jalen Brunson. Huge loss to both on the court or off the court. Like he was a good leader for the team. We're losing a lot in that. We're hoping Dinwiddie steps up into that role. Tim Hardaway Jr. comes back and replaces his scoring. Tim didn't play a single minute in the playoffs because he was hurt. And then they're betting that this front court improvement with Christian Wood, with JaVale McGee, uh, Maxi getting some, you know, some a little bit of like a, a rest over the offseason. He did not play in Eurobasket or anything like that. He got to rest over the offseason. Keeping Dwight Powell will be enough of a step forward. The front court additions and improvements will be enough of a step forward to, you know, take to take some kind of step forward. They still want to take a step forward, even though they lost Brunson. But they're hoping that the guard stuff will be a wash and the front court will be the place where they'll step forward enough that it'll be worth it. That's the big gamble they're making. Is it worth it? 
maybe I think the West improved on, enough around them that it, it may just keep them afloat where they were last year. That's tough. It's tough, but that's the gamble they're making, and that's going into the season. That's the big thing to watch. The big thing to watch, outside of just Luca every day, is will that gamble pay off, and will they have to make a move? And they could still make a move. They've got their picks going forward, except for this this upcoming year, 2023, but they have every other first-round pick going forward, and they got Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract. They have Christian Wood on an expiring contract. They have, you know, I guess Jaden Hardy is a young piece. Josh Green, maybe he turns into a young, like a young piece that they can trade. And, you know, they have Dwight Powell's expiring contract. They can still make a trade. They can make a trade with this roster and move forward and take that big step forward that they really want. But over the offseason, they did not take that big step forward. They, they're hoping they take just enough of a step forward that they stay competitive, that, you know, they bide enough time so when they can make that big move, when they finally do pounce for that second all-star next to Luka, it wasn't Chris Ops They traded him last year. They're, t- they're making the bet that they can bide their time until that star becomes available. Just didn't work out this offseason. So the the rotation right now, like going from last year to this year, from last year's playoff roster to this year's playoff roster, they add, so they, they lose Brunson. J- Dwight Powell and Davis Bertans take a step down. And then Tim Hardaway gets added. He did not play a single minute in the playoffs. And JaVale McGee and Christian Wood get added. So you add two centers to a spot where you were really shallow last year and just playing maxi a ton of minutes, basically, and just kind of crossing your fingers. And then you got Tim Hardaway to replace, you know, Jalen Brunson. Hopefully, Josh Green takes a little bit of a step forward and he becomes part of it. And then, you know, whatever happens with Frank Nilakina, with Compazzo, with some of these other guys, maybe they step up and, and become a uh, part of the rotation. But that's the it's the same playoff rotation except for those three guys. The key additions: Christian Wood, huge, huge addition. He's extremely talented. He can shoot the ball like he can. He can step up and hit a pull-up three. That's not something that most 6'10 guys can do. He can also roll. He can hit, you know, set a screen, set a pick, and roll to the basket. That's a huge thing that Luka's going to be able to take advantage of. He already has in preseason a couple times. And he can kind of handle the ball. There's a couple times in preseason that Christian Wood got a rebound and brought the ball up himself. So rebounding, shooting, rolling, can handle it a little bit for a big guy. Uh, the thing that's going to be key for him is minutes. That's how he's going to earn his time, or his defense. That's how he's going to earn his minutes. Can he be good on defense? Can he get the Mavs system? It's going to take him a while. I think it's going to take him a couple months to get this system, to figure out timing, to figure out rotations. It's a lot. It's a lot to try and figure that out. It's a lot of paying attention. It's a lot of, like, like these Mavericks were spent at the end of this playoff run and by the end of the season because of how much this defense asks out of you. But he's going to start off the bench He's top in odds with for six man of the year. I think he's like top five on Bet Online and other places. Uh, at media day, it didn't seem like he knew. Like we did an interview with him before he did his main interview session. It didn't seem like he knew that he was coming off the bench, or it didn't seem like he had accepted it yet. It's one of those two things. Either he didn't know and he kind of laughed it off, or he just hadn't accepted it yet. Either way. He's accepting his he's accepting coming off the bench and he said he's just going to use it as motivation. You hope that's true. He's an expiring contract. He's never really had a huge payday in the NBA yet. He's never been part of a winning organization in the NBA. He he got his real start with the Pelicans a couple years ago when they were not good at the end of the Anthony Davis era. And then he played for the Pistons and got some real minutes when they were bad, still bad. And then the the Rockets the last 2 years 
He played for like six games with James Harden, and then he played for terrible Rockets teams and put up good numbers, but played for terrible Rockets teams. So he's never been really part of a winning situation. And the Mavericks are, are betting and hoping that starting him off the bench will be able to utilize his talents enough that he'll score a lot against you know second units, and then he'll get it enough on defense to where he'll he'll get it, be part of a huge, big part of the rotation, hopefully be part of closing lineups and all that kind of stuff. Coming up, JaVale McGee. What kind of big addition is JaVale? JaVale McGee. McGee. What is he going to bring? What about Jaden Hardy? What about Tim Hardaway Jr.'s return? We'll talk about all that and more and break it all down in our Mav season preview coming up. All right, Isaac. Let's keep talking about the key additions to this Dallas Mavericks team in our season preview. JaVale McGee. The Mavs promised him he'll start. They signed him to a three-year deal. That's what the deal is. <laughs> That's a three-year deal. They promised him he's going to start. He's going to add some rim protection. He's way bigger than Dwight Powell. He's got a way longer wingspan. He's a much better shot blocker. He's going to add some rim protection, going to add some rebounding. And he's a veteran. He's he's the longest tenured, or he's the longest. Hold on. How do I want to say this? <laughs> he's He's been in the NBA the longest of all the Dallas Mavericks this year. He's been in the NBA 14 years. This is his 15th year. Bullock, this is his ninth year. Hardaway, this is his ninth year. So he's got a ton of experience in the NBA. He's been in a lot of different situations from all the way back in Washington when it was suck. When it was, uh, where's, where's, where's Shaq? Come here, Shaq. JaVale McGee. When it was that with the Shaq and a fool, he's been on the Lakers. He started through, through a playoff run. He, um, was on the Warriors, or he was on the Warriors before that when they, his, is like resurgence in the NBA came about. He was on the Nuggets for a little while. Like he's been around in the NBA. And he brings some championship experience. Now, he doesn't bring a ton of championship experience. He's won three rings. So you'd think, oh my God, this dude has won three rings. But he played four out of five finals games for the Warriors, but only played about five and a half minutes a game in the finals in 2017. In 2018 with the Warriors, he played in all four finals games and he played about 14 minutes. So that's good. He's playing a little bit more for that Warriors team. Those are two teams with Kevin Durant and Curry and all them. Then in 2020, he won the championship with the Lakers, but he played in zero finals games against the Heat. So he was not like a, he started every game in the regular season, but did not start every game in the playoffs or in the finals and all that. He, <laughs> he's going to be fun this year. He's going to get a ton of dunks. He may he may finish the season with most dunks in Mavs history. I think it's like 179 is Tyson Chandler's mark. And uh, he's not shy about taking threes either. There's a couple times in the preseason where he hit a trail three. He hit a, you know, there's a corner three that Luka threw an insane pass to him and he missed. He's not going to be shy about that. So that's good. And then he also had a, a play in the Magic game where he he's at the top of the key. He has the ball. JaVale McGee, top of the key, has the ball. Wendell Carter Jr. is guarding him. And JaVale just like drives straight at his chest and dunks over him. And you're like, what the, who is this guy? He's going to have some moments like that throughout the season that are going to be fun. And then some of them are going to be maddening, but that's what JaVale McGee is. And that's JaVale McGee. That's JaVale McGee. Also, Luca had this moment in the, in the Mavs training camp that they, that they, Broadcast live where he was trying to call to JaVale McGee, and it was fun. JaVale. 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 Hard word to say. Hard word to say. Uh, Jaden Harding. The Mavericks traded for his draft rights on, on draft night. He fell to the second round. He was number one in his draft class before last season. He went to the G League instead of going to college. He played for the G League Ignite. 
He averaged like 19 points a game. He led their team. He led the G League Ignite, which is supposed to be like the best dudes from around the country. He led them in scoring. And, but he was really inefficient. And so he dropped a lot. Like just looking at his, at his, at his numbers, you, you cringe a lot. Just looking at the field goal percentage, free throw, three point, all that kind of stuff. You're just like, ugh. But he scored a lot and he's got a lot of skills. And so now he's on the Dallas Mavericks. Jason Kidd started him against the Orlando Magic. He came off the bench and barely played in the, the Jazz game in the preseason. And so Jason Kidd said right now he's just on the outside looking in on the rotation. That doesn't mean he's gonna get he's not going to get a chance to play. He'll get a real shot. He's gonna get a real shot to play some minutes. Like if he starts to put it together, starts to figure it out on defense, defense is gonna be a big thing for him too. He's a good catch and shoot three-point shooter. He can get his own shot. Like he he has some things that this Mavericks team is gonna need at certain points in the season. It's just gonna be come down to is he ready for it this year? And it's it's not gonna happen early on. It's gonna take him a little bit a little while. He had a 21 point game against the Thunder in preseason, where he led this fourth quarter comeback, and they ended up winning. He scored 16 points in the fourth quarter. Like he's had real good moments in this training camp, but he, it's gonna take him a little bit while a little while to get it, to get the defense, to figure out how to to score efficiently in the NBA. And then once he does, I mean, sky's the limit for this guy. Sky's the limit. Compazzo, the Mavericks add Faku Compazzo. They just signed him on Tuesday. No training camp, no preseason, but he gets added to the lineup now. He signed officially, and I've talked about him the last couple of days and talked about him earlier. He's um, he's just going to play third guard, like third string minutes, basically, at this point. It's going to take him a little while to get used to everything, too. He's a defensive liability. He can get some steals, but he's a defensive liability everywhere else, so it's going to be hard for the Mavericks to find real time for him to play at this point. But he's going to throw some incredible passes. It's going to be fun. He's going to be able to run that second unit in a pinch when the Mavs need him to. Tim Hardaway Jr. returning. That's a, that's bigger. This is a bigger deal. I probably should have put this higher up, but Tim Hardaway Jr. returning. He got injured on January 25th last uh, this past year. He never played with Spencer Dinwiddie. Katia said that yesterday on the podcast, and I didn't really even realize that. He never played a minute with Spencer Dinwiddie on the Mavs, but you can already see with those two guys a rhythm, a chemistry, even just two preseason games they played together. You can feel that kind of chemistry that those two have. Nico Harrison, in uh, our media day interview with him, called it called Tim Hardaway Jr. a free agent acquisition or addition to us. We've been laughing at that all summer. He is kind of adding to it because he didn't play a single minute in the playoffs. He didn't play anything past January last year when the Mavs really made their run. So it's going to be interesting to see him added back, but they're adding more shooting with him. That's a huge, huge addition. It's just another another. Uh, player that the Mavericks are adding that can get, go off for 20 at a certain point. Last year, it felt like at certain times, the only guys that could go off for 20 are Luka and Brunson. <laughs> now it's Luka, Dinwiddie, Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway. Like at least you have four guys now that on any given night can score 20 points. I think that's a positive. That's definitely a positive. Uh, now the Mavericks have a bunch of shooters too. They have Tim, they have Tim Hardaway, Dorian, Bullock, Maxi, Wood, Luca, Dinwiddie. Like those are solid, solid shooters. That is, that's six solid shooters the Mavericks have. They can get their shots off in different ways, but still can get three point shots off. Then, like on the outside of the rotation, Hardy's a good three point shooter. Berton's a great three point shooter. Dorsey is a, the two way guy is a good three point shooter. Like they have these guys, and then they have some shaky guys, like or, shaky or non three point shooters in Josh Green. You know, Dwight Powell, JaVale McGee, Theo Pinson, Frank Nilakina. I guess Frank and Green are a little bit more realized three-point shooters than those guys. I would put them in the shaky category, but there's not a ton of non-three-point shooters on this Mavs team. 
The Josh Green hype train. If you've been on Twitter, you've maybe seen some of this where people are excited. Mavs fans are excited about Josh Green going into the season. And the hope for him is that he can just be a solid ninth man. Can you just come in and play 20 minutes a night and just play solid defense, keep the energy coming, get some offensive rebounds, get steals, get extra possessions for the Mavericks, still be a really good passer, which he is, but can you just improve the three-point shooting? That's the key for him. It's the confidence in his three-point shot. It can go down. The mechanics are going to be a little funky. He shot 36% last year, but he only took 1.2 a game, and we all saw what he did in the playoffs. We all saw what he did in the playoffs where you're just like, ugh. You can't just get the ball on in the corner three with Rudy Gobert guarding you, but still like 15 feet away from you and just not take the shot and just dribble in a circle. That's going to be the big thing. Can he confidence-wise get past that? It was a big question I wanted to ask him, and so I asked him after a training camp one day. I said, have you watched that footage? Have you gone back and seen you know what it was like against the Jazz? And he said, I didn't want to, but I went back and I've watched it a lot. He's put together some really good days in training camp too. There's some moments that Jason Kidd has called him out and talked about how good he's been playing. Uh, Jared Dudley, Mavs coach, has been talking about how good Josh Green's been in, in training camp and all that. So he's solidly in the rotation now, which where last year he wasn't necessarily. He played 16 out of the 18 playoff games, but only played 67 games last year. So I think he's solidly in the rotation this year. And he's got a big opportunity to to prove some and to to fill some wing minutes for the Mavs. Last thing, the two two way players, Tyler Dorsey. He's six five and he's a he's a shooting guard. He played. He's twenty. He's going to be twenty seven in February, so he's older for a two way guy. He's a great shooter, but he's not going to bring a ton else to the table in the NBA. Um, he played in the NBA. He was drafted by I think the the Hawks, and then he was he played for Memphis for a minute, and then he went over to Europe for the last two years. Played for Greece in EuroBasket. He turned down more money in Greece. Now, I don't know if that money is necessarily guaranteed in Greece, but he turned down more theoretical money to come back to the U.S. to play for the Mavericks and play for the two-way and actually and play in the NBA again. So he's he's making a big gamble. The Mavericks are it's a small risk, and they're he's just filling up the two-way spot. I don't see a big role for him, especially with the emergence of uh, of Jaden Hardy. McKinley Wright was the other guy that was added on the two-way. So he's on a two-way. These, By the way, two-ways are guys that can, that'll can play mostly in the G League but can play in the NBA. They just have this flexibility where you can move them back and forth. They usually don't play a lot for the Mavericks. They have not had a ton of success with two-way guys the last couple of years since they've added this position. But McKinley Wright played on a two-way last year for the Timberwolves for a little bit. He's going to bring some defense. His vet last year was Patrick Beverly in Minnesota. Pat Bev said he saw some of himself in McKinley Wright. He picks up guys full court. He's a smaller guard. He's got to work on his three-point shooting, but he can play make a little bit. He had 15 assists in 41 minutes in preseason, didn't have a single turnover. He's going to add a little bit. I just don't see a role for him in the, the main club, but it'll be interesting to see him play for the Texas Legends and see what he can bring there. And then maybe eventually if he works on his shooting enough, he works his way up into uh, the Mavericks. But There you go. That's everything you need to know about this Dallas Mavericks team going into the season. That's a huge, like every single thing from the offseason. Let me know if I missed anything in the comments, anything important. And uh, let's go. Dallas Mavericks basketball is back. We'll have a post game for the Suns game. And then uh, Dana Larson joining me on, on Thursday night going into Friday. That should be a good podcast episode as well. Thanks for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen. Locked on NBA. Great stuff. Matt Moore and David Ramil hosting. Jake Madison and John Corrales on Wednesday. Good stuff on there in 30 minutes. It's your daily NBA update. 
uh, Lockdown NBA, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom!